0: Welcome to Uplift, Inspiring Stories to Uplift the World. This show is a show, a podcast, a videocast that transcends cultures and borders to bring you the most heartwarming, uplifting, and inspiring stories from around the globe. In a world where negativity can sometimes feel all-encompassing, it's crucial to be reminded of the incredible capacity for goodness in humanity. Each week, we will share a new story of resilience, courage, and triumph from a guest. These stories will leave you feeling inspired and uplifted as you witness the extraordinary things people are capable of achieving. Today, coming from Lithuania, we have Agne Večkite. She is an intuitive coach, a healer, a business, business intuitive, her passion is helping women discover their connection to their soul's gifts, passion and purpose, and helping them clear the subconscious blocks stopping them from going from passion to action. The biggest enemy Agne had to befriend while discovering her powerful intuitive gifts and a true calling as a healer and a teacher was unworthiness, lack of self-belief, and a long journey into self-acceptance. One of her saying is to say, in more than 10 years of working with clients, this is what I see. Show people their darker sides and they will embrace it. But show them their light and soul's gifts and they will deny it faster than you can blink. Okay. Some of the more, some of the powerful tools in Agnes Toolkit are Akashic Record Reading, Beta Healing, Soul Collage, and Radical Forgiveness Coaching. And at the moment, she is a sort of channeling a new modality. We will come back on that one later. So stay tuned. Welcome, Agne. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me here today. Hi, So we read a little bit of your bio with some elements. Can you please place a little bit of blocks of your life so that we can have an overview and have a better understanding of who you are?
1: Yeah, okay, so my bio is kind of like the point where I am now, but it wasn't like that always. So let me give you kind of like, yeah, blocks, I think, of my life because this would be a very long story otherwise. <laughs> um, so I think I need to say a few sentences about my childhood. I was fascinated as a child, as a, well, a young teenager, uh, with human behaviour and the question of why, why people do that, why people behave a certain way. And I was also a kid who secretly or not so secretly, secretly believed in the magic world of the unseen things. So I also very luckily grew up in a family that was very open to intuition, to to intuitive um, insights and just developing an intuition. Um, My mom has a huge intuition and she has prophetic dreams, which she absolutely hates. (laughs) (laughs) To to say that she hates it with a passion because it just makes it very hard for her to... Interpret them, I think. So that's sort of the setting of where I'm growing up. Also, kind of like expanding the location. Lithuania uh, gained independence in 1990 from Soviet Union. So this is not a very open space for uh, being a coach, a healer (laughs) Um, back then when I was growing up. um, Now it is, but back then it wasn't. So that's the setting. Um I also grew up truly fully believing I was not talented or special in any way. I thought I was a normal kid. Uh so I chose to study business because it didn't require any special talents. <laughs> um and I loved it. And I was it was very very interesting. I learned a lot of things. I had a lot of fun during my university years and I had very big aspirations of uh, conquering the corporate world becoming um, I don't know, a manager and executive and the top international company not really fully knowing where what exactly would my niche be but um, and that's the direction that I set myself on and that's what I tried to do but actually when I was about 24 23, 24 was my first corporate job, I realized that I wasn't happy, this isn't what I expected it to be, um, and I started feeling the first signs of depression, which I didn't know they were the first signs of depression.
0: Um, so, so depression is something that can happen to all of us, and If we dive a little bit into that question, what happened to you? What did you experience? What were these first symptoms? Mm -hmm. How was it for you?
1: Okay. So I think my first symptoms were, um, well, not wanting to get up in the morning, not wanting to go to work. Um, Also questioning myself, questioning my self-worth. Um, And I remember almost feeling like, am I crazy or are they crazy to hire me? Like, am I crazy to work here and feel completely misaligned with everything that's going on in in this company? Or are they crazy to actually hire me and think that I will fit this job and this culture? Um, and, And that actually messed with my head quite a lot. Because I, you know, I it wasn't a good fit. It's, you know, it's it's not a bad company. It's, it just didn't fit me. Um, but I thought it should. So it kind of gradually progressed to um, having panic attacks, to having insomnia, to yeah, just bad habits. Trying to eat my feelings, trying to party my feelings away, Uh, you know, just just feelings like that. And I I realized I need to leave the job and I did. But again, because I didn't realize I'm starting to become depressed, I chose to try and run away from what's happening with me and decided to do my master's as a give myself time to figure out what I want to do in life. And that program was amazing. But I couldn't really cut it. Um, my brain was not working how it should be, how it normally does. I couldn't retain information. Uh, I, had, I had so much anxiety. I couldn't sleep the whole night sometimes before mm-hmm. I had to give a presentation. And that has never been my problem problem i mm-hmm. like I like speaking <laughs> I like public speaking I'm one of those people that actually like it um so and it, it kind of like during my master the year when I was doing my master it got worse uh there would be periods where I wouldn't want to get out of bed there would be periods where I was afraid to leave the house um and it actually got to the point where I started sort of not very seriously, but thinking about how high the bridges are, I was actually starting to have suicidal thoughts.
0: Mm.
1: And this is where I recognized something's very wrong. Mm. Um, And I still didn't know I was depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Because I didn't have an education about depression.
0: But if if you take the time when you were born and raised in Lithuania in Europe, I mean, I come from Switzerland. It's not exactly the same country either, but there is something similar. There is no culture around mental health. There is no commonly held thought. It's Mm -hmm. either you are crazy, meaning like seriously, mentally sick, you cannot... I mean, it is visible from outside, that kind of crazy. If you are that kind of crazy, sure, there are the mental health hospitals that nobody knows anything about. Mm -hmm. But if you are dealing with depression, dealing with anxiety, dealing with your thoughts, dealing with uh, lack of uh, self-belief, unworthiness, and things like that, which is a very known um, Mm -hmm. mental health Challenges that many, many, many people deal with. I wouldn't say everybody, but close to yeah. that. At mm-hmm. some point, at least. Yes. That is nowadays, at mm-hmm. least in United States, accepted and known and and respected. Yeah, and but even now here the... as well. It's 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 okay.
1: a lot more accepted. It's a lot more understood. Mm-hmm. It's talked and... about. And it's talked about, and nobody's asking, like, did you experience a trauma? Because when this was happening to me, this was 2008, 2009, um, that my own perception is, like, what do I have to be depressed about? I, you know, I have a family. Nobody died. You know, I didn't experience any kind of major trauma. Like, I didn't experience loss. I, you know, I'm not on the streets. Like, I'm not homeless. Um what do i have to be depressed and i felt incredibly ashamed and guilty Mm -hmm. for having all of these feelings because i you know i had nothing to be depressed about
0: Mm -hmm. and i
1: think that was the biggest thing that kind of kept me locked away in a way like hiding and ashamed and not talking to my friends like i completely disconnected from all my friends and they Mm -hmm. and I, i know they tried to help me they mm-hmm. tried to talk me they tried to get me out of the house they said like you know do you need like do you need help and i said no 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 it's fine it's fine it's fine you know i'll deal with it and you know it ended up being being pretty bad mm-hmm.
0: so yeah i mean that now it's the, fine exactly so today we talk on uplift, inspiring stories to uplift the world so we understand that you have these this setting that was pretty good overall pretty good mm-hmm. and now you are dealing suddenly with depression without putting the words on it so you don't know exactly with what mm-hmm. you, you feel all these emotions and you have these intuitive gifts anyway and you have that connection with magic anyway how did you deal with and stop dealing with depression mm-hmm. okay how did you uplift yourself Yes, so I think my first
1: (laughs) (laughs) my first kind of inkling, like the first spark was, this was a deep, deep depression moment. Um, I somehow stumbled upon Don uh, Neil Donald Walsh's book, Happier Than God. And I read that book and It kind of gave me hope, but it also like threw me deep into despair because it made me realize that I had lost my connection to the universe, to the creator to God. I felt so, so, so separate from everything. Um, And I couldn't find that connection while I was reading the book, you know, kind of lifted me a little bit, even for like just a couple of days while I was reading the book and. And I was like, okay, this is my way out. You know, this, now I'm kind of articulating what was happening somewhere in my subconscious mind. But, but basically that book put me back on the path of my only hobby <laughs> that I've ever had, that now is my life, is the spiritual, spiritual development and personal development. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think the first thing that I did is once I started recognizing that I'm having suicidal thoughts, even if they weren't too super serious, I packed because I was living in the Netherlands at the time, I Mm packed up my bags, uh, and I went back home to my parents because I knew I needed that security, the financial security, the physical security uh and they didn't know they didn't know how bad it was for me they knew that something was off that you know i couldn't find a job i had like something was going on but they didn't know how bad it was so it was a shock for them so that was one thing that i did for myself and i'm i'm i know i am incredibly lucky to have a supportive family to have someone to go back to and to you know to hold that space for me and to be there for me and to coax me out of bed every day and you know kind of get me living again even if it's you know if it's just a bit of decluttering or you know some going out and doing some things in the garden or going out and for a walk in nature and these were the things that I started doing I also realized that my only way forward is to find uh, a meaningful life because that was the probably the biggest piece in this whole depression story is that I've while I was working in corporate, I felt like I my, what I did meant absolutely nothing to anyone. You know, I could have disappeared the next day and nobody knew because I wasn't impacting anyone. Um, and I think deep down my soul just wanted to, to do something impactful and was pushing me to do that. So um, kind of fast forward, I got better. Um, well, there's one thing that I have to say, I never went to the, to the medical professionals. I never went to a doctor, to a psychologist, or psychiatrist, and probably if I was in the same situation again, I would go because it probably would help me because I, it was, it was a lot to deal with and it could have been easier, but it was what it was. And I did the way, the way it did. Um, but I, I started kind of connecting a bit more with myself and, and I realized, okay, if I'm going to work in corporate, and I'm going to have to, until I figure out what exactly I want to do with my life. I needed to be at least a little bit closer to who I am. So I started working in HR and internal communications. So it was a bit more creative. It was a bit more people related and oriented. And I went back to reading the books that i have been always interested in the spiritual books self development books um and then i decided it's time to do something practical and i signed up for the very like very first um sort of spiritual seminar that i could find on facebook at that time i didn't even know what it was like (laughs) i didn't care i was just like i need to do something before i go completely insane um And in that seminar, this was where I was introduced to Soul Collage. It's a creative technique for self-discovery. And I was looking at the teacher telling us, you know, what this is going to be about. And my soul was just kind of ringing through every pore of my being and yelling at me, this is what I want to do. This is teaching people, standing in front of the audience. And I didn't know this was even a possibility. That's the thing like I didn't know this this job existed. So this kicked me into this like I was so high on joy on because this was the first time and that seminar was the first time I experienced meditation. This was the first time I experienced a real tangible physical connection to my soul. Because soul collage is exactly what it says in the name. You are collaging parts of who you are uh, onto little pieces of cardboard and then learning how to talk to them. Um, and and I just dove headfirst into it. I spent all my evenings, <laughs> all my weekends after work, just collaging and and journaling from the cards and having these, it's like, you can use them like tarot cards, you can do readings with them. It was a world that opened up to me. And the beauty of it, this world opened up with such ease. I didn't need to learn anything. I knew all of it. And it was all coming back. And um, and that was amazing. So I took about a year to like, do a deep dive into the, the technique. And then I did my facilitator's training in Switzerland in 2013, in June, actually. <laughs> it will be 10 years very, very soon, about yeah, two weeks. Um, and then I had already left corporate by then. Um, this was one of my best manifestations to date. I had manifested to be let go from my job with a severance package. Um that really helped actually for me to start on this journey yeah and then i came back from the facilitators training and then i started on the journey of a solopreneur entrepreneur and business owner and i've been on this journey ever since with lots of ups up and ups and downs and bumps and discoveries and and going deeper and deeper and deeper into my intuitive abilities
0: That's amazing. And so now what you do is Ascachic record readings. collage, of course, because that was your first love and your first connection with that world. Radical forgiveness. And you speak about your channeling and your modality. Yes. (laughs) Are you anyhow, even a glimpse, able to share with us maybe the process, maybe the feeling, maybe direction or anything knowing that 10 years from now we're going to listen to that Mm -hmm. so first of all anytime you create new links new promotion new anything let me know I update so that ten years from now people can continue to fall in love with you Mm -hmm. tell us more about that okay
1: (laughs) yeah so this modality is all about the soul and our connection to the soul And um, there are amazing and beautiful techniques and meditations of how you can connect to your soul, speak to your soul, get information from your soul. But a lot of them take you out of your body. What is coming through me, what the spirit and the creator is telling me to do, which freaked me out to to a a huge degree when when it first started coming through, but... The way the way information is coming through me, and the way this this um, technique works, because I'm already using it, and it's it it has produced some amazing results actually. Um, we the, I guide the client or group of people to connect to, to their souls within the body. So we have um, three soul gates within the body and one soul gate just out of the body so it's using the chakra system so it's the sacral chakra the heart chakra and the third eye chakra the three gates in the body and the mm, the star chakra the soul star chakra that's the right. Crown, the crown no, it's chakra. right above the crown it's actually ah, okay. it's a non-physical yeah. chakra that yes. is just above the ground which is probably kind of like the purest soul energy you feel because it's not it's not in the physical body. And there are um the three gates the the way soul energy is flowing through them it has a slightly different purpose. So for different things we're using a different gate. Um and this is still this is the details that I'm still kind of exploring and learning and getting information about. But what it can do is First, our soul is our deepest, dearest friend. You know, it's here with you through hard and through joyful times, especially through hard times. Your soul wants you to succeed. Your soul wants you to be happy. Your soul wants you to be wealthy. Your soul wants you to have love. Yes, the soul has a plan for a life it has a you know kind of a list of of life experiences it wants you to go through and a list of lessons it wants you to take from those experiences but it doesn't mean that your soul wants you to hurt it, it doesn't want you to go through pain it doesn't want you to suffer that's not that's not how this, our souls are they're love they're just loving loving beings <laughs> we are loving beings we're made of love so So first of all, that connection, it brings enormous power back to us because it's like the feeling, the way somebody described a feeling, it's this quiet power. It's not, it's not this like, kind of like, I'm going to like beat something up (laughs) or kill something or like, which is, that's a, that's a type of power we have as well. And sometimes it's needed. But the soul power is very grounded, especially when you go in the body, when you don't leave the body to connect to the soul. It's very grounding. It's very loving, um, and it it gives you clarity, enormous clarity, to what is the truth, what are condition, the just conditioning, false beliefs, um, harmful patterns, and also we can direct the energy of the soul, like the healing powerful light of the soul to work through the body, uh, to dissolve those blocks. Sometimes I need to bring in the creator's energy because sometimes it's bigger than the soul can do. Um, but it's to the, at this moment, I have to say the possibilities are endless with this technique. Uh, and I'm seeing very quick results.
0: Very very quick results. hmm 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 That's amazing. It's really amazing. I can totally imagine that. Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing. That was oh, my so absolute pleasure. Powerful. Yes. That is so powerful. And when or how did you discover Akashic Records reading? Because that is mm-hmm. another part also of, of the soul journey. Yes. As well. So mm-hmm how did you come to Akashic Record readings? Well, um, I was in a coaching program. It was
1: 2018. I was in a coaching program and my coach posted in our group and said, you know, I need four or five volunteers who would like to have their Akashic Records reading done because I'm studying it and, and I volunteered and I was one of the people that she gave a reading to. And it just opened my mind and my brain exploded and my heart exploded because what she was telling me wasn't new, but she gave the words, she gave me the words to name things that I was feeling inside about myself. And and a lot of them, because it's Akashic, the way I do it, there are many, many different ways, Akashic, how to do Akashic Records reading. But actually, after she'd done it, I realized I want to learn too. So I asked where she did it and I went and did the same program. So... Um, it just gives so much very, very powerful information about your soul's journey, kind of like the first incarnation, which, which star system your soul's coming from, you know, about your life lessons, about your gifts and talents, about um, training your soul's training in between lifetimes, which is super cool. <laughs> I, mean, I love all of this very, very kind of woo woo things um, because. They can be brain candy, and people can get stuck in the, you know, I was Cleopatra in a past life. Great. Good for you. But in this lifetime, you still need to live this, this life. <laughs> so, but it gives so much valuable information about what your soul wants you to do. It doesn't tell you, you know, I want you to be an engineer. Like that's not the language of the soul the A lot of the times my job comes in as an intuitive coach and a healer and a business intuitive, because that's another element of of I think my modality is that i um I can help business owners to connect to the soul of their business.
0: Yes, oh wow, that's a good one. Yeah, yes true, true. yes. Because so. when we create a business, we birth a being yeah. that we have to be all the part of that being by creating mm-hmm. all those rules and regulation and processes and things like that and, and work for each idea yeah. and interesting to start to consider, yeah, the soul of the company. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it intimately related to the soul of the founder or not necessarily? Yes,
1: it's very, very, because there
0: is no company without the founder.
1: I mean, businesses exactly. have souls, but the souls are different to, let's say, human beings. Mm-hmm. Because the, for a human being, the soul is kind of like it's a gift from the creator. It's just a little mm-hmm. spark of, of the creator itself. Um, mm-hmm. For businesses, we initially spark the soul of the business. Um, but it's not just us. Uh, we also have the universal energy, the creator's energy, in the business, and then we also have our clients and our partners and our employees. So it's it's kind of like it's it's a very collective creation, but it can still be seen and talked to and connected with
0: as a soul. Beautiful. That just works. Just works. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So when people want to connect with you, yes, we are going indeed to update that. We have a Facebook uh, page and an Instagram page for you. Do you have a website or not yet?
1: I am in the process of creating a website, so I'm. I will. The moment I have it, I will send it to you, and people can can find me there. Um, okay. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually so, really happy to share. Um, a, Process a meditation for my new oh, wow. for as a gift. Let's do that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. I will send you the link so you can add it.
0: Okay. Awesome. That's beautiful. Oh, that's gorgeous. Okay. So Agne Vechkite, we're going to spell out your name because some people are just listening and do not read. Agne A G N E Vechkite V E C K Y T E. Yes. Thank you. So that we know exactly where to what letters to put to find her. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for uplifting the world with your story. Thank you for being you. And uh, we really look forward to continuing this conversation and to continue to appreciate the world together, one way or another.
1: Thank you so so much for having me here and for for giving me this beautiful opportunity to share my story and to share about my modality. I you know I just want to send a big hug to everyone who's oh, listening, and especially you. if you're going through a hard time right now. Uh, You don't need a special modality to connect with your soul. Your soul is always listening. So maybe just have a chat, you know, ask for help, and your soul will find a way to to send help into your life.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right.